There is power in grace. There really is. There is power in grace. One of the scriptures, it says God's he's, his throne is the throne of grace. So that's the, the authority that he sits on. It's all about grace. And the more, what I was seeing is the more we receive it into our hearts, the more we really get a hold of it for ourselves, it's going to transform us. I mean, there, we've all got stuff. We've all gone through stuff through life. Little bits that have gotten into our hearts over, you know, through life, through just our journey and everything. We've all gotten hit with things that have hurt, that, that, have, that have twisted us up. And his grace takes away the shame. His grace does the healing. It's all about his, his love for us. And so the more we fall in love with him, the more we receive his grace. And then the more we receive it, the more we want to give it out. You just want to because it feels so good. <laughs> it really does. And the Lord keeps showing me the very first, he keeps giving me this, the, the first scripture it's Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Anyways, <clears throat> love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the, he said, this is the first and the great commandment. The second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, on these two depend everything else. So the first thing we got to do is, is love him. But in order for us to really love him, we've got to receive his love. And then when you get that exchange going, I mean, he's an awesome God. He's an awesome daddy. I mean, he really is. And the closer you get to him, the more you, you just want to love him. because it's cool. And it feels good and it's healthy. It's healing. And so the more you do that, you, you want to draw close to it. And then, just like any little kid, like, like us, a lot of us are, you, know, you want to tell other people about it. And this is where one of my all-time, it's, got, it's going to be my all-time favorite scripture. Unless you turn, unless you repent and become as little children, you can't enter the kingdom of God. We don't have to grow up. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, but then what happens when you're a little kid and, and your daddy tells you something? Yeah, and you really love him. It's like, yeah, okay. Okay, dad, I'll go do it. And then he, he wants you to step out. He wants you to do things that go beyond your, your natural abilities. Your, your natu he wants you to stretch out. And this is where his grace through you can affect others. You know, when I was, I was a brand new baby Christian, I didn't know nothing about nothing. And, and I was coming off of being a drug addict. My, my roommate at the time was coming off of being a crack addict and everything. He wasn't even saved. He came home with a nasty, cold, sore throat and everything. I said, hey, man, Bible says if you believe in the name of Jesus, you can lay your hands on the sick and they'll recover you. I'm going to pray for you, man. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, go, man. <laughs> so I pray for his, I put my hand on his throat, start praying for him. Often he's like, oh, wow, I can breathe. Sore throat's gone. We were just, we're high-fiving Jesus. We're high-fiving angels. We didn't, be, we were kids. I mean, I could just see our dad up in heaven saying, look at that, isn't that cute? <laughs> you know I mean? He knows when you, he knows us better than we know ourselves. And so we've got something in us that's hindering us from our walk with him. He knew about, he knew about it before, before you know about it. 
And he just wants to deal with it. And it's all about his grace. It's all about his grace. He so loves us and he wants us to receive that grace. Um, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, but for by grace you have been saved, not of works lest anybody can boast. It's a gift from God. It's a free gift. And so that's where we get the, the definition, grace is undeserved favor, unmerited favor. We don't deserve it. He just loves us. So receive it. This is another thing. This is cool. <clears throat> when I started looking it up and everything, the, word, the Greek word for grace is the word charis. And it means, let me get my glasses out here. This is the Greek definition. That which affords, or that me, which meets the expense of joy, pleasure, delight, goodwill, loving kindness, favor, bounty. That's what it means. But then, I thought, hmm, charis. So I looked it up, and the, word, the Greek word for gift, like all the gifts of the Spirit and everything like that, is charisma. The root word is charis. Uh-huh. The root, what the foundation of all the gifts of the Spirit is grace. It's like, wow, look at that. You know, so as we start walking in the gifts, in gifts of healing, gifts of words of knowledge, whatever it is, prophecies that are whatever it is. I mean, they're, they're out there, but it's on his grace. It's based on his grace because he wants to use us as his vessels to reach a lost and dying world. And sometimes we don't realize what we need, but he does. He knows where we're going to be. He knows where we're going. He knows if we're, you know, what's, where we're going to be going just in, in life in general, but also specifically like right, the right here and now. Can you play that, that quick little? It's only about a three-minute video at the front of the end of this little quick video. It's a long video, but it's a... All right. Anyways, we're his vessels. We're his hands, his feet. We're his mouthpieces. So there's things in us that we need to surrender to his grace. We've all got stuff that we're dealing with. We've all, we've all messed up. We've all made stupid mistakes. We've all been hurt. And it's that grace. We don't deserve it. You know, we may have made stupid mistakes based on our selfishness or whatever it was, but he wants to overcome it. That's his love. And, and again, the more we receive it into our own hearts... The more we get ourselves set free, that's how we will love our neighbor as we love ourselves. But we got to love him first. And we got to do it out of love for him. The Lord said to me one time, he said, you can't do the second one properly, love your neighbor as yourself, unless you first do the first one first. So the more you love God, the more you're going to want to receive his love. And the more you receive his love, the more you're going to want to pass it out. It's just going to happen like that. And it, it, it affords, it, it brings you joy. And then even in the midst, because we're all going to go through stuff. And if you think about when Jesus was on the earth, he did nothing but good. 
He's going around, you know, working miracles. He, you know, he's, he's, I, I love the, the one story of the guy with the withered hand. They're, he's at the temple or whatever on, on the Sabbath, and, and they're all looking to see if Jesus is going to heal him. And he says, is it okay to do good or evil on the Sabbath? And nobody said anything. So he says, stretch out your hand. It's completely healed. And it said that they all walked away trying to disguise or come up with a reason of how they might destroy him. I mean, he's doing good stuff, and they hate him for it. You know, we got a devil, there's a devil out there who hates us, who hates God, and who hates it when we start walking in the supernatural, and we start doing things that, that aren't natural because that gets people's attention. Religious people, religion hates that. Religion hates the supernatural. And if we're not going beyond what we can do in the natural, we're really not, we're really not being that, that ambassador of his. Because he wants to show himself mighty. He wants to. And we're it. And again, the more we receive his grace, the more we're going to want to do what he wants us to do. Show his glory. If you can pull up, this is a great one, uh, Romans 15, 18 and 19. There it is. All right, this is Paul. This is Paul talking. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed. By the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem all the way around to Lycurium, I fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And other versions say that's the fullness of the gospel of Christ. It's signs, wonders, and miracles. That's what separates Christianity from other religions. And so the more we fall in love with it, it's just going to happen. You know, we were talking about this one guy says, um, matter of fact, that, you know, what happens if I pray for somebody and they don't get healed? What if they do? <laughs> Give it a shot. You never know. But again, that's stepping out in boldness. And God is right there with us. He knows the encouragement we're going to need. He, he knows what we, and he knows the encouragement the other person needs. They need to get set free, and they need to, they need to see his love. They need to experience it. And the more we receive his grace, the more we receive his loving kindness, it's just awesome. So we real, it, it's, it's a stepping out of boldness. All right, I don't, I don't know if I, I didn't give it to you, but let me, let me read out of uh, Hebrews 4, starting in verse 14. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, mm. but was in all respects tempted as, been, as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly, with confidence, to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace in time of need. We've, he wants us to depend on himself. That's what he keeps, he's been giving this to me for a while. How much am I the Lord of your life? How much is he the Lord of our lives? One of his names is Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah, the Lord, our peace. So if I need peace, do I go to him? 
Or do I turn to something else? Because anything else, anything else, it's just going to be temporary. But when you, whatever we're going with, we're going to be going through stuff. We're going to be suffering. We're going to be suffering with him. We're go, it's going to happen. He, even Jesus said so. If you suffer with me, you'll, you'll rule and reign with me. We're going to go through hard times. But it's easier to go through them when you know who he is, when you know that he's with you. It just is. Whatever, whatever situations you're, you're in, you could just get on your face and say, Lord, I know you're here. I don't see it, but I'm trusting you. I'm trusting your word that you never leave me nor forsake me, so I know you're here with me. I don't understand it, but let's go. And this is a stretching of our faith, of our trust and love for him. If he just, just, just handed us everything real easy, they go, eh, you know, eh. But he's got to stretch us. And I, and I heard this one time, I, I love this, this, this analogy, that our faith is like our spiritual muscles. And how just as our natural body, our muscles are going to grow from being a little kid to a big kid. Notice I didn't say adult. From a little kid to a big kid, they're going to grow naturally, but... In order to develop them, they have to be put under pressure. You've got to hit the weights. You've got to run as fast as you can and everything. And he said the same thing with our faith. It's going to grow naturally just because you're around God. But in order to really develop it, it's got to be put under pressure. You've got to go through hard times to see what... And, and not only that, when we go through that hard time, it's, a lot of times it's God showing us what's inside of us, where we're missing it. A lot of times where we need a healing and as that comes to the surface, again, a lot of times we'll run from God or we'll run to something else, but that's when we really need to go to him. And he loves us so much. He wants to do a lot. He knows us better than we, he knows that we know ourselves. Jesus said a lot about the kingdom of God, and he said the kingdom of God he said, don't look for it here or there. The kingdom of God is within you. And it's a mustard seed. And as you feel, it's a mustard seed, a real small seed, but as it grows within you, the more of what is, of what is you, it will start to consume. It'll start, you know, the more of your personality and everything like that. We're all different. He's made every one of us different. And every one, your unique personality, he created you like that. And he will use it to his glory. When I, when I first got saved, like I said, I was such a druggie and everything. I was so introverted, I couldn't talk to people. I, could, I was just a mess. I, I, I was just, and I, I ran away to Alaska, and, and the only job I could get at the time was as a salesman. And I couldn't talk to people. <laughs> but it was God. It was totally God. He used that. He, I had to go through that. I mean, I would drive around. I was supposed to be visiting potential customers. I would just drive around the car and just cry because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But he used that. I had to. And it was straight commission. There was no base salary or anything like that. So if I didn't sell, I didn't eat. But he used that to stretch me. And, and it came out of me. But then the other thing, too, I got... Can't, can't leave this out. 
I was about, to, I was up there and I was, I was on the verge of committing suicide when I found a little New Testament with Psalms and Proverbs. And the word literally saved my life. I mean, seriously, the word of God literally saved my life, and I so devoured it. I would put the headphones on and read at the same time and everything like this. I just went through, and it, the word so got into me, and it so changed me. I shared this before. I was off drugs for almost a year, and I didn't even know it. It so changed my life. I so got in, into him, and, his, and he got into me. <clears throat> but he used that, and by the third year that I was with this company, I was a top salesman. But his love also got into me. So as a salesman, I wasn't in, into it for my own, my own need. I wasn't trying to make the sale just to make the sale so I could make some money and everything. Matter of fact, I'd go into customers' offices and say, hey, you know what? This is what you need. You're better off going to our competition. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I'd do that, and the guy would pick his phone up and call his subcontractors and tell him, hey, you need to do business and you need to do it with him. Because I was showing them the love of God. I was showing them God's grace. And there are so many people out there who have no concept of what grace is. You know, either they're not even saved, they haven't been there at all, or, or just through religion. It's, it's hard. And this region, this area in particular, is tough. When I just heard a story, a guy came in from out of town, and I remember uh, years ago, there was a guy, he was, a, he was an airline pilot. <clears throat> I forgot what airline he was with, but he said, he's flying all over the world, and he said, there's certain cities, because when you go up above the, you know, like the clouds and everything like that, you're into the atmosphere, you're into like the second heaven or whatever. He said, as you're coming down, he said, you can sense the spiritual atmosphere. And he said, the two cities that were that had the most demonic oppression over them were Washington, D.C. and Buffalo. We're in a rough place. But this is where God wants to really move. <laughs> this is where he gets the glory for. I mean, he loves kicking people's butt. Or not people, the enemy's butt. And he loves using us to do it. And sometimes he loves kicking my, you know, if you <laughs> get out of hand. You know, but when, even when he slaps you upside the head with a two-by-four, it's like, okay, Dad, you know, all right, all right, you're right. But the more you fall in love with him, no matter what the, the chastening, and, and it says, you know, for God chastens those he loves, and, and I think like the King James says, and he scourges those who receives his sons. But it's not like he beats you. And what, when I was just reading that, it reminded me of, how did he scourge Peter? Right? Jesus is about to go to the cross. Peter says, whoa, I'll die with you, man. <laughs> you know, I got it, man. I got your back. No, 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 no. Before the crow, the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. What did he do? He showed Peter what was in him. It wasn't easy. Sometimes it's hard. We got to go through it. And it's for our own good. Because we've all got, again, we've got, all got that junk. And that's his grace. He knows it. He just wants us to see it. Come on. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Let's deal with it. Come on. Let's clean that up. Let's, let's get that out of you. Let's heal that. Sometimes it's a wound. 
Sometimes, and I remember one time I was just going through stuff and I was trying my best you know, to serve God and to get it right and everything. And my boss at work, every time he'd say something, I'd get ticked off and I'd be and everything like this. And, and I didn't know. And I, then I'm repenting for my, and everything like this. And then uh, I go to church one day and the, the secretary had been praying for me. And she said, so how are you doing? I said, well... What she said, what she saw me, she said, there's an open wound. And that every time this guy says something, it's like rubbing salt on an open wound. And that sting just makes you react. So I said, okay, Lord, just pour your healing balm out on that wound. And from that point on, no matter what he said ever bothered me. It's his grace. He knew it all along, so it's his grace. He said, Come on, receive my grace, receive my healing. Let me help you get set free of this thing because there's going to be other things in life that if that wound was still there, you know. I shared this the other day. I went, again, I was doing everything to serve God with, with, with everything I got, and nothing was going right. And on the way home from work, my car exhaust broken half and you hear the blah, 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 blah and everything. I got so mad. I started cussing God out. I mean, I started F-bombing. I mean, I was <laughs> get away from the lightning bolts. <laughs> Seriously. And that's what I want. So the next day, I, I, this lady said, how are you doing? I said, well, <laughs> so I told her what happened. She said, praise God, you released it. I said, huh? She said, yeah, the Lord was showing me that your, your heart was like a bottle, like a, a glass bottle, with, it looked like a wine bottle with a cork on it. And she said, all this pressure was building up on the inside, and the Lord told her that if somebody didn't pull the cork to release that pressure, that the pressure would build up and the bottle would explode and people would get hurt. Said, really? So I'm driving away. I said, Lord, is that what, it, did you want me to release that at you? And, and this is his love, this is his grace. He said, yeah. I'd have much rather you released it at me than at somebody you loved, somebody you really cared about, because you would have hurt them. And he said, I got big shoulders. I can handle it. Then he made me laugh. Then he said, and besides, I'm going to call a lot worse. <laughs> I started to laugh. <laughs> but that's our dad. So how much am I really giving over to him of my life? He loves us so much. And the more we do, it's freeing. It is so freeing. Because there's a lot of stuff that's just holding us back. I mean, again, being like a little kid, just go out and run and do it. All right, what's the next one? All right. This is another one I love. As far as the enemy doing things... Jesus said, look, I've, or behold, I've given you authority, it's Luke 10, 19, to, get, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will by any means harm you. He's given us authority to trample on everything the enemy can do for us. In, in, in Matthew 10, 9, 28, 18, he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given me. You go therefore make disciples of all nations. So if all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus, how much authority does the devil have? Unless we give it to him. Unless he can convince us that he's got, that he's got it. And that's the battle. 
we're going to be going through stuff. And we, God wants us to advance his kingdom. That's why he said, <clears throat> Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Go out, preach it. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Go do it. Show the authority that my, my kingdom has over, over the kingdom of, the, of darkness. Ain't easy. Ain't easy. And you're going to get resistance, obviously. But the more we do it, the more, like this, this community, this, this city is going to be set free. And it's a lot of little things. It's a little, th- like, like, the, like the testimony. Just, some, just something little. You start getting numbers in your head, and all of a sudden there's this guy, hey, this mean anything to you? Wow. I guess you got to go to Walmart. <laughs> no, we just talked about this earlier, Sarah and I. <laughs> Everybody knows dogs are people too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was in the Walmart at Batavia Friday, and I went through the people food section looking for dog food. They didn't have any there. The guy said, no, it's on the other end of the store. I said, you don't know. <laughs> dogs are people too. But even that, I mean, even the Lord showed me because um, someone once said, <laughs> I love that phrase, <laughs> God doesn't give us what we need, what we want. He only gives us what we need. But a lot of times we don't even realize what we need. And sometimes what we need is something joyful. And I, the Lord showed me this. He said, sometimes you need some ice cream. <laughs> you do. Sometimes you just, and that just lifts your spirits up to just, hey, <laughs> let's go, or, or an ice cap, you know? Everybody, I know a pastor, man, give him a Tim Hortons and wow. <laughs> but I mean, God loves us and he knows our very nature. He knows, we're, he knows we're kids. And he loves to give, I mean, I was thinking like even toys, even games, like a bicycle, as you give your kid a, they need it. They need to learn balance and everything and how to ride and all that stuff. It's, it's vital. So a lot of things that we don't realize that we need, we need. And I was sharing last night a story. As I'm going through this, the Lord reminded me of a story a few years ago. I heard a, uh, there was a couple of their missionaries out in the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic is the poorest nation on earth, or was. You know, abject poverty and everything like this. <clears throat> so they're missionaries down there. And the, um, the pastors, it was their 25th wedding anniversary, and the congregations pull up all their money to buy them a week's stay in this luxury hotel in Port-au-Prince, the, the capital city. And you know, I remember the wife was saying, if we would have said, no, 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 you, you, know, you need this for food and everything, <clears throat> no, they received it. And the Lord showed me one time, he, I was, somebody was trying to give me something they actually needed, but I was, what's that type of pride, you know, false humility? No, oh, no, I don't, I don't need it, I don't need it. <clears throat> the Lord said, you're hindering their blessing. It's like, oh. So they took it, <clears throat> and they're in, they're in the hotel, and they're, um, <clears throat> they meet this guy in the elevator and talking to him, and they're telling him about their missionary and blah, 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 and everything. And they said, now we're trying to raise money to build an orphanage. So he said, 
that's what I do. I said, huh? She said, yeah, he said, he's a millionaire. He is the guy, one of his invention, he invented the milk carton. It's patented. The money he makes from his patents, he uses the money to build orphanages. Whoa. So they would have thought, I, did, I don't need this vacation. No, you need this vacation because you need to meet this guy so that you can get the money to build your orphanage. So you don't know. That's his grace. That's his loving kindness towards us. He loves us so much. And a lot of times, it's just, it, we have a hard time receiving. I know I do. Especially if you've come from, I mean, my background, I've talked to other people, actually within the last couple of weeks or so, we came from a strict upbringing. You know, just very rigid and everything. So when you have that kind of an upbringing, it's hard for you to receive grace. It's hard. Because you've been born the other way. No, no, you've got to earn it. You've got to, do, you know, you've got to work your way for it. When God wants to just give you something out of just the kindness of his heart. And this is where we need to get set. For, this is where, again, we need to surrender. And trust in him. And this is why we need other people in our lives, too. We need a family like we got here. We need somebody to, to give us a quick word of correction in love. Like, are you sure you're supposed to be doing that? You sure you whatever. I mean, I've, I've had, I've missed those opportunities where people were trying to say, you're going the wrong way. No, no, I know I got it right. <laughs> no, I was wrong. This is why we need to pray for each other. Pray that we receive his grace, his love. Because what we need might be, might be something that will help on the outside, but there's a deeper need deep inside, and God sees it, and God knows it. So he wants to go in. He wants to bring that to the surface so that we can deal with it. Get rid of it once and for all. This way he can take us farther out so that when we, <clears throat> the Lord showed me, well, <clears throat> in order for us to go higher in the kingdom, he's got to go in deeper in us. In order for us to go higher in, in walking in his authority, he's got to go deeper in us so he can get rid of the junk. So that we start going up there, the, as we start hitting the higher level of, of the enemy, he's not going to have anything in me. Jesus said, the enemy comes, he finds nothing in me. Eh. <laughs> so he, he wants us to get us there. We're not going to be perfect, but it's a process. But the more we, we see in ourselves, the more we get rid of it. You know, the thoughts we go through. What are we, you know, we're just we're driving around daydreaming. You know, what are we daydreaming about? You know, what's on our mind? It's like, oh, God, forgive me. He's going to set us free. He's going to set us free. Well, we've got a great family here. We really do. There's a love in this place that I, it's awesome. You don't feel it too many places. The family atmosphere. So believe, believe in his grace, receive it. And if it's hard, ask him, ask your dad to help, help me receive it. You know I got this, you know it's hard for me. And he does. 
Help me receive it. And then how can I use it? Lord, what's my position in your kingdom? How do you want me to help change my immediate surroundings, you know, our family will, our family issues? A friend, I was hoping she'd be here today. A friend of mine, she, <coughs> for about eight years, her whole family just totally dissed her. I mean, lies and lies and lies and just, you know, just, and, and she's in tears. And she, so we started praying. The Lord started showing us a few months ago that it was a stronghold <clears throat> over her family. It went back generations. So we just kept hammering on hammering on hammering on it. <coughs> and it would have been like two weeks ago, she gets a phone call from her sister-in-law. Now, she, her and her brother hadn't talked in years. And she said, <clears throat> your brother's in the hospital. And he wants you to come and pray for him. So she goes there and he says, I know I'm in here because of you. Because God wants to restore our relationship. And so she prayed for him. And, she said, and then they started talking. She said within about a half hour, she said that whole rift that had been there for like six, eight years gone. You know, we're brother and sister. And she's part of our, our healing rooms that I'm part of. So that week, him, <laughs> his wife, and his son all come for prayer. This past week, <laughs> him, his son, his daughter, cousin, nephew. <laughs> but that broke. A lot of times it's a stronghold that just broke, that needs to break. And then once that happens, yeah, they all come in. And, they all, and everyone had anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. So it's like, okay, perfect love casts out all fear. All right, start receiving his love again. Those lies that you believed about yourself and about whoever else and everything, no, let's get rid of them. Let's, let's get to know who God is, who your heavenly father is. So hallelujah. So Father, I thank you and I praise you and I glorify you, Lord. Lord, we all do for your love. I love the definition of grace, Lord. It's not that we do it. We can't work for it. It's only you. It's only you. Help us. Help each and every one of us, Lord, to receive the grace that we need to overcome the obstacles in our own lives. And then, Father, we will. Father, as we receive your grace and your love, Father, we will be those vessels that are going to go out and just spread your word and spread your love. We're going to set a whole lot of people free, Lord. And Father, you've shown me many, many times you're going to use this church to change this city, to change Lackawanna and start working out from there. Father, you use the foolish things that can found the ways. You love the wise. You love doing that. This way you get the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>